there is this misbelief in sales and in business that there's some magical shortcut that somebody can take, that there's some ability that if they get the secret sauce just right, you won't have to put in the work. And that is not true. You have to put in the hard work in business. There is no shortcut in sales. Don't believe me? Check out this episode. Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is, you have come to the right place here at The How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Sylvanbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from Sacramento, California. Today, today's a fantastic day. I'm coming to you live from the How to Sell Show studios for episode number 182 of the How to Sell Show. The only shortcut in sales and business is hard work. I'm going to say that again. The only shortcut in sales and business is hard work. And, you know, it's interesting working with salespeople, having conversations, talking about what they think success is occasionally. Occasionally, I will hear somebody say that there's some sort of uh, some sort of trick or strategy that they can do to make a quick bypass into success, and it just it doesn't work that way. It might happen for a short period of time, but it's not extended. So, like when I think of uh, success, success isn't like you know short lived. I think of some people who like they've they've had moments in their life but they haven't had periods in their life where things have gone fantastic. And so there's no shortcuts except for the hard work that you put in. And I want you to think about that for a second. You know, in, in your mind, is that accurate? In your mind, is that true? Because when you take a look at it, some training isn't quick, it's slow. And I know that I have shared this a couple of times. And if this is the first time you've been here, I'll share it again. That some of the toughest people to coach in the world of sales are the people who are naturally talented because they're not used to taking the lumps. They're not used to have to work through problems. They're not used to being coached. And so depending upon their temperament, depending upon who they are, sometimes they're the toughest people on the planet to work with because they're used to getting their way. They're used to making things happen, but all of a sudden they can't. So when I say it's slow, you know, there are lessons that we have in life that some of us just pick up quickly and some of us don't. Like, you know, I I have a tough time spelling. There's things that I, I look at and I'm like, what does the I go first? Does the E go first? And is it C or is it S? I can't, you know, 45 years old today. I don't, I don't know, you know? So for me, learning English has been slow. I mean, I could barely speak it properly. <laughs> That's what my English friends tell me. I could barely speak it properly, you know, but at the end of the day, I still work on it. I still go towards it. And everybody, everybody has their own pace. And there's a reason why I'm repeating this is because sometimes you look at other people's timetables and you're like, look how fast they got it. And I'm not getting it. It's not fair. Like there's probably something in life that you're amazing at that they look at and they're like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just can't do it. It's funny because like, I I love movies, always talking about movies because it's like, I, I, I borrow the emotions from movies to be better at what I do. This is why like me, mm mm-mm. 
I don't I don't like watching negative things. I don't like watching a lot of crazy drama where everything falls apart. I like to see success at the end. So it's all about the reps. It's all about the reps. <laughs> and Happy Gilmore, it's all in the hips. It's all in the hips. Go with it. Feel the flow. It's all about the reps. There's there's no shortcuts. You're gonna have to put in the reps, and you're gonna have to take the lumps. So you have to put in the effort to get the gain. And I will talk to salespeople and they'll say, Scott, I want to be good at what I do. I want to be the best. I'm like, okay, what are you going to commit to? How are you going to be the best? What are you willing to do that other people aren't? What are you willing to do that other people will not do that they won't do for an extended period of time? And so they, they'll tell me, this, this is what I want, you know? And I can feel it sometimes. And so I start probing. I'm like, well, what happens if, like, you know, you say you want it and you're going to get up in the morning. What happens if... You know, you go to bed late and, and you, you you just want to call it in and say, I'm not coming in. In what circumstances are you going to back off and say, you know, I'm, I'm not going to go after what I want under what circumstances? And I have to do this for myself too. You know, when I make out, I, I do a lot of lists. I, I write a lot of things down because it helps me express and, and validate information or or think of the ways that something's going to work or not going to work. But you know, what is it that you're willing to do that other people aren't? Because you have to put in the work to get the gain. I met a bodybuilder a couple months back out on the North Shore of Oahu, and we were just chatting it up. And I started asking him how much time he spent in the gym. And he told me like four to six hours a day. I mean, this dude was in amazing freaking shape. Amazing. And so, you know, we were we were talking and he says, you know, you, you have no idea how often I get asked this question and people will tell me that like, I, I would love to be in the shape that you're in. And, you know, he kind of gave the answer as if it was something that they really wanted, that they would have done it. If it was something that they were really interested in, they would be at the gym for four to six hours a day. But like at the end of the day, talk is cheap. Talk is cheap. I don't have four to six hours a day to be in the gym. You know, this guy had sponsorships. He had gotten to the point where, you know, he was getting paid to, to work out good for him. You know, um, it's just my goals aren't your goals and your goals aren't my goals. So how you do it and how you get there is going to be completely different than how I do it. So you're going to have wins and you're going to have losses. And the thing is, is as you grow, the losses become less time than the wins, unless you're taking up new items, new things to learn in business, new struggles, and it flips on you at some point. There's a mathematical formula that says, the law of nature says if you put in enough time, energy, and effort, and you suck at something long enough, and you put in enough reps, there's going to be a tripping point, a flipping point, a switching point, whatever way you want to explain it, and things are going to go good. But we're in the world of instant gratification. So I was having an interesting conversation with Dr. Kevin Hogan. And we were talking about selfies, of all things, selfies. And he was like, Scott, if you think about it, a selfie is not a representation of real life. And I said, why? And he says, well, somebody who's going to take a picture from 30 different angles to look for that perfect picture is looking for a moment in their life where they think it's the absolute best. But at the end of the day, they look the same however they're looking when they're not taking that selfie. It was a pretty profound thought. Right. So he says, like, how many things are you doing in life that aren't real, but you you point your thoughts and your beliefs to them because, like, it's just that thing in that moment of life and you're looking for that dopamine rush. And I was like, oh, my goodness. So, like, anytime that I take a picture or I share something on Facebook, um, 
I, I want to make sure that I'm being accurate with people and not trying to be something that I'm not. And this is why a lot of times when you listen to episodes with me, I point out my flaws. I point out and say, like, look, I don't close everything. I can't spell. I'm loud. I'm obnoxious. I say the wrong thing all the time. I got kicked out of a lot of sales calls. I was the 10th worst salesperson on the planet. It's because I want you to know that, like, at the end of the day, we all make mistakes and we all have a choice. Like, am I going to go for it? Am I going to do it? Am I going to make it happen? And natural talent is not normal. There, when you look at the odds of somebody who's naturally talented, that's not the norm. That's like, um, and I don't mean this in a bad way, it's a freak of nature. It's somebody who got something really cool from the gene pool and you know, sometimes it's a curse for them. So like sometimes people are like, I just wish I was naturally talented. No, like you, you have a different learning experience. You have different capabilities when you have to work for it. Not, and no way am I knocking anybody who's naturally talented. I am not saying that. But like to wish for that and to wish that like it was just easy for me, you know, it doesn't always work that way. It, and like sometimes when you have to work for something harder, it means more to you. Not all the time. I'm using a generalization. I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong. But if you stick to something long enough, the laws of nature say it's going to flip at you, flip on you for some point where it's going to get better. It's going to get easier. It's going to get faster. And it's just weird because we look at other people's timetables and like, I wish my timetable was your timetable. But the thing is, is they're looking at you too saying the same thing. That's what you need to know. I, I get to have real conversations with salespeople after two or three days of writing with them. And there's, there's usually a point where somebody says, I wish it was just this easy and I wish I didn't have to work for it. And it, it's like, that's not going to happen. Like, this isn't a Disney movie. This is real life. And I want to let you know that anybody who says that they have an instant fix is not really telling you the truth. It's a moment in time that they can fix something. There's no instant correction. Like, if you think about professional sports, professional sports players have coaches that say, make this slight modification, twist your wrist, kick this direction, tilt your head here, bend over a little bit more right here, get closer to the ground. Like These people are naturally talented a lot of times, but they're still taking coaching. There are people that play professional sports that were not naturally talented, and they're still taking coaching. They know that it's like it's the amount of work and effort. I've had the ability to listen to all sorts of athletes live and also on YouTube. So Last month, I got to check out Emmett Smith, and he was talking about how much he practiced. I got to listen to Kobe Bryant, 2015 in L.A., and and everybody talks about his work ethic. I got to listen to a thing with Michael Michael Jordan, and people are like, that dude worked out harder than anybody else. And I'm giving you sports instead of an example of sales for a reason. Um in the world of heating and air, there's a guy named Chris Shaw. And Chris Shaw was the top heating air conditioning technician for like eight years running for one of the groups that he was in. And Christopher Shaw is a good friend of mine. I trained him. But we worked together every single morning for an hour for three years. And we would fight to see who had better creases in their pants for the ironing, who had shinier shoes, who could do the door approach the best, who could say things the the best way. And it was it was a competition and he took it serious like he would wake up in the morning and he was like you know what i'm going to win today and that's the attitude you have to have you know i woke up in the morning and was like i'm going to train you the best way that i can train you today i'm going to give it my all and when we were selling people couldn't keep up with him people couldn't keep up with me 
It was just because it was the attitude. It was the belief. There wasn't a shortcut. People would come and train with us. And they would say, like, there's no way you guys do the same thing every day. We, we would do repetitions. We would knock on the door. We would knock on the door 20 times each and go through what it took to, to do the introduction. Because we knew if we had the introduction down, the rest of the sales call was easy. And people would be like, no, what do you guys really do? You guys are sandbagging. Tell us what you really do. Like, no, we, we go through four days a week. We go through the door approach 20 times each. I knock on the door. We go through it. It takes two and a half minutes. He would knock on the door. <clears throat> and we'd go back and forth. And people people would come and they would watch us. And they're like, this, this is too easy. Like, like, believe it or not, four days a week, we role play. And then on the fifth day, we do this thing called Freestyle Friday where we look for sales scripts to build. We look for different ways to explain things. We look for different ways to say things. People thought we were taking the shortcut. People called him a liar, a cheat, and a fraud because of uh, how good he was at what he did. And it just wasn't it. It wasn't true because it was the work that he was willing to put in. You can train for a weekend and you can pump your cells and they're going to go up and then you lose it because you're not on a plan. You're not after anything consistency. It's all about the reps. It's all about the reps. <laughs> go back to my happy Gilmore example. It's all about the reps. So what system are you using? And by default, if you're not if you're not using a system, you are using a system. It's just not an effective one. So what do you what what's your game plan? What are you going to do? And I talk about this a lot on my videos. I talk a lot about it on the episodes of the How to Sell show. Because I want to reinforce, there is no quick shortcut in sales except for the hard work. There's no quick instant fix. You can get guidance, you can get coaching, but at the end of the day, it's all about the reps. It's all about what you put in. And then it's all about what you tell yourself. If you tell yourself it's never going to work, it's never going to work. Guess what? It'll never work. And if you tell yourself it's going to work and I'm going to put in the work, I'm going to put in the effort, I'm going to take the lumps, I'm going to say what needs to be said, I'm going to do what needs to be done then it happens. How, how committed are you to your own personal improvement? I will tell you that there was a point in my life where I let my body slide. I ate things horribly. I did, I, 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 the things that I ate and the calorie count that I was putting in every day, I wasn't caring about my personal improvement. I let myself slide. It was a, it was a dark part of my life. It was a tough part of my life. I make mistakes. You know, so sometimes this is a fight for me too. Sometimes I have to remind myself, you know what? There's no shortcut for anything. You know, the, the most most shortcuts will lead you to failure. I, it's like the wild e coyote school of business. Dude's always looking for a shortcut. Always looking for a shortcut. And a safe always falls on his head. Or always gets on a rocket and gets blasted off into the moon. You know, I look at, the, you know, Seinfeld has some of the coolest episodes ever. So it could be like the George Costanza school of sales, right? The wild E. Coyote school of sales. You and I have both met this girl or this guy that went to the wild E. Coyote school of sales or the George Costanza school of sales, and they think that there's some sort of magical shortcut and that they're going to do some maneuver and instantly they're going to close deals. And what happens? Nothing. Nada. They, they don't get anything. I know that this is kind of a wacky way to explain it, but like how when people... When people are looking for the quick fix, it's kind of cartoonish. So why not point it out in a way that a cartoon would do it or how George Costanza from Seinfeld would do it? Some of it comes down to making sure that you are not around negative content. Now, I'm not saying that there's not negative things that happen in life, but I'm talking about the negative Nelly 
or the negative NAD or whatever way you want to explain it, that they always have a problem for something that you can't solve and they just dump their problems on you. So when I train salespeople live, I'll say, hey, you know, do you care if people give you all of their negative content? Do you care if people come and tell you all of their problems? And they go, "Mm, not really. And I said, okay. So if I went and grabbed a trash can and the trash can was full and I dumped it all over your front yard or in front of your condo or in front of your apartment building, would you care? People are like, yeah, I would care. I'd be pissed. Like, is that not the same thing? There's people who dump their trash in your yard. They, they, that's, that's how, what they live for. They live to create those problems. They live to create those issues. And so like sometimes the negative content around us, it, it not just say sometimes the negative content around us can, can influence us. So I want to give you the positive rebound, the positive rebound, you know, the, the way that you make training work, the way that you make things, you know, what's going on. And the first rule is it's you against you and sales first. It's you against everybody else second. So who cares what everybody else is doing? Who cares? Why are you focused on them? Where focus goes, energy flows. If there's a lot, if they are liars, if they're cheats, if they're frauds, it'll catch up to them. And it's usually at their worst moment, not your best moment. That That's on their timetable. That's, that's all on them. That's got nothing to do with you. So like, you can't look towards other people. You can look to other people as idols. You could look to other people as inspiration but like the the second that you go down the path of like this person's better than me and I'm caught up in everything that they do, like no, like you're playing the wrong game. They got they got you playing the wrong game. They they've got you. They've got your code. They've got your cheat code. And you know, here's the thing: it sucks to be at the bottom looking up because everything seems impossible. And I I I got to be on an interview with a guy named Dr. Alan Barnard, and he's a constraint theorist. And so, you know, he's got a saying: it's impossible unless. So Dr. Alan Bernard is a brilliant dude. And so, you know, when someone says it's impossible and he'll ask, it's impossible unless, and then they'll give all the reasons why it's not impossible. So if you're stuck on something, you can use this framework to get out from underneath it. And if I were to give you a visual representation, you're like, Scott, where's the movie representation? You already got Happy Gilmore in here. I want another one. All right, I'll give you another one. Batman Returns. There's a point where Bane, the evil character, throws Batman down in a hole. And so he's in some third world country and his back is out of whack. And, you know, the doctor or whoever it is puts his back into place for him. And he's, he's looking up, he's looking up and he's got to climb out of this big giant hole. And for a while, the dude's in a pity party. Um, and he's like, I don't know if I can do this. And he's got his self doubts and he's got his issues. And then he goes and he climbs one time and he tries to get up to the top and he falls and it doesn't work. And he does a couple of repetitions and it doesn't work. And then he's like, you know what? I'm going to burn the ships. I'm not going to wear a safety rope. I'm going to climb this, this, I don't know. It looks like it's probably four or 500 feet from the, from the looks of it. It's a movie. I don't even know if it's a real place. So he decides like, I'm going to do it. I'm going, I'm all in. I'm, I'm going to do this. What does he do? He has some struggles and he makes some leaps and it gets all the way to the top. It's one of the reasons why the movie's interesting. It's one of the reasons why like sometimes when I have my own struggles, I'll go like, what's a movie that I can watch where I can borrow some confidence? You know, because there's no shortcuts in sales. There's all the hard work. There's all the things that you live through. And this is why it's a cool thing to keep a journal because you can look back in life and go like, look, I was I was having a struggle back in but here, but it's not permanent. It's because I put in the reps. I put in the work. I put in the issue. 
So this comes down to positive content. What are you intaking? Food, water, books, videos, podcasts. You know, there's other good training out there. There's other good content out there. There's some amazing content from other people. I'm not the only source of information, okay? Role play a ton. You know, people tell me, hey, I want to get into sales. What do I need to know? Role play a ton. Like, no, no, but what book? Like, eh, I don't care. Pick one. There's tons of good books out there. There's tons of good books. Like, pick one. Doesn't matter. Grab a book. And then what? Read it and role play. Like, it's really that easy? I'm like, no, it's not easy. It's hard. <laughs> it, it takes a lot of commitment on your part. There's no shortcut in sales. There is no shortcut in sales. It's all hard work. You got to put in the work. You got to put in the effort. You got to put in the reps. You got to get the scrapes. You got to get the bruises. And people are like, well, it's not that hard. All I got to do is memorize a script. Like, yeah, you got to memorize a script and then you got to say it. It's not a sales call. It's a performance. Like you are performing. Like movie actors don't go, it's just a script. Like, no, they got to memorize it. They got to put in the work. They got to put in the effort. Like sometimes at the end of the movie or they'll do a reel where they show like the actor saying stuff over and over again. And sometimes the director's like, nope, you don't have it. Nope, you don't have it. Nope. And the actor is getting frustrated. Like I'm, I'm, I'm putting my heart in there. Like you're not, you're not the guy. You're not the girl yet. And this works really well on comedies and dramas, you know, where there's a tension moment. Like this is where the, 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 the best of the best shine through is the way that they put in their effort, the way that they they act their their thing. We act in sales. You know, newsflash, we act in sales. Like I if I'm if I'm on a sales call and I'm giving a presentation, I'm acting. And people are like, "No, Scott, that's that's weird. That's that's strange." You you and I'm like, "Listen, if money's on the line, I'm going to do the repetitive thing that's going to make me make money, and I'm not doing it to manipulate people for bad." I'm doing it because that's what it takes. Sales is hard work. Welcome to sales. It's hard work. Put on your asbestos underwear, pull up your big boy pants, pull up your big girl pants, whatever way you want to explain it. It's hard work. Role play is not meant to be easy. Role play is meant to be hard. That's why so many people don't do it. When's the last time you role played? You're like, mm, I'm struggling right now. Like, when's the last time you role played? That's like the, it, like when you get sick, like the, the, the wives tell us vitamin C. Everybody, like, you take vitamin C. I got sick. I'm not feeling good. Everybody looks at you, well, do you be taking vitamin C? Like, this should be the thing that everybody goes to in role play. Someone says, I want to be the best of the best. What's the shortcut? No, no, we're not thinking that there's a shortcut. It's hard work. We're going to do role play. We're going we're to role play. And if you work with me, it's not easy. And I do it on purpose because like, you know, in real life, when people give you an objection and you walk away without a deal, that sucks. That's a sucky feeling. Have a sucky feeling from a trainer or a coach that's going to tell you you're doing it wrong. Have a good feeling when you close the deal. So people come to me and they're like, I want the shortcut. No. And I'm hitting this hard for a reason. I'm repeating this bunches of time for a reason. There is no shortcut in sale. There is no shortcut in sales. There's only hard work. And yes, it's not fair. There are some people who are naturally talented that don't have to do it. That's not the norm for the population. 99% of salespeople don't get that luxury. So get it out of your head. Not, nope, nope, nope. Scott, I want the shortcut. No, no shortcut. No bad days. No shortcut. Put in the work. Put in the effort. Encourage others. It doesn't cost you a dime. Encourage others. You you, you want, you want okay, I, I, I'll give it to you. There There is somewhat of a shortcut in sales. And here's the recipe. You role play a ton. You encourage others. You have gratitude for what gets done. 
and you coach through your feelings and your failures. You get somebody who's going to show you how to be better at what you do and tell you it's not working or it is working. Remember, professional sports players have people coach them and train them all the time. Why are you any different? You're like, I'm going to get rejected. You know what? I got rejected more times a day than you can count. And you're like, Scott, but that was sales. I'm like, no. I was about to go through a stoplight today. Stoplight turned red. I wanted to be green. I got rejected. I got to the stop sign today and somebody cut in front of me. I got rejected. I went to go get lunch today and what I wanted to order, they didn't have. I got rejected. It's like we tie rejection to sales in a different way because we make it personal because we put in time, energy, effort, risk, money, or reputation. But on the other hand, it may be that you have regrets because if you don't put in time, effort, energy, risk, money, or reputation, you didn't give it your all. There's no shortcut in sales. There's, there's the hard work and everything that goes along with it. And that's the truth. That's, that's the hard truth. And not everybody wants to hear it. And so you can go online. You can, you can go online. You can buy courses. You can buy the secret sauce. But if that were true, like if you looked at every testimonial, like there would be perfection. There would be like, ah, oh, I found the perfect process. I listened to it once and I became a billionaire. Okay. Tell me how many times on one hand that that's happened. There's very few people that that's happened to. Everybody else is going to tell you, I sucked. I failed. I got up. I got beat up. I got knocked down. I got punched out. Like it's a fight or it's a farm where you plan and you plant the seeds and you put everything together. I learned this really cool thing um, from one of my coaches. And he was like, Scott, if you, if you frame everything as a fight, it's going to be a fight. But Mark said, if you look at it like you're on a farm and you're going to plant seeds, how much better would that be? So I gave you an example that it's a fight because sometimes it is, but it's also sometimes that you're a farmer and you're putting in the work and you're, and you're, you're going out and you're watering the field and you're waiting for things to grow. And then when there's the harvest, everybody looks at you like, well, that was easy. No, it wasn't. I grew up in a farming community. I grew up in Sacramento County. So I'm like not too far from, from, um, the agricultural land. I, you know, uh, I grew up in the South area of Sacramento County. So not too far from Lodi. So like when you see the Diaz brothers, the UFC fighters, those guys are from Lodi. Those guys are from the 209. Stockton is the next town, you know, so not too far from there. And so the, you know, when, when I would get up in the morning, you know, this is in the early nineties, there, there would be tractors out there. You know, I I went to a cowboy high school, (laughs) the last three years of high school, I was at a cowboy high school. Like full-on Wrangler boots, Wrangler pants, cowboy hats. Yeah, yeah, that that was me. And like some of those guys that went to school, they had to get up at five and feed the animals and, and go do stuff in the fields. It, it was hard work. And then when the harvest came, everybody was like, look, that was so easy. They're like, no. Like I, I used to have to get up at four o'clock in the morning to milk the cows and then go have to ride the tractor and move stuff around. It's the same thing. You can you can pretty much switch industries and you can take the content and say, this is everything that it takes to farm the field. This is what it takes. This there's no there is no quick shortcut in sales. It's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to flip the switch. It's going to come from repeated effort. Now, to everybody else looking, it's going to look like it's instant because they don't know what you went through. They don't know the training that you do. They don't know the books that you read. They don't know the people that you talk to. They don't know the podcast you go after. Right now, you have buddies and you have friends from work. You have, they're like, they say they want it. 
And at the end of the day, they're not listening to this podcast. They're not listening to other podcasts. They're not watching YouTube videos. They're not getting the training. They're not getting the coaching. There are no shortcuts in sales. The, the, the only shortcuts in sales are the shortcuts to failure. And those are the people that get washed out. They get burned out. They get caught. Because they're they could be, not all of them, but they could be lying, cheating, and stealing. But that's not up to you. Who cares what they're doing? It's you against you in sales first. It's you against everybody else second. And the moment that you start thinking, hey, I can take this shortcut, I can make it easy, I can make it quick, there is no quick and easy. There's no quick and easy in everything. You know, I, I look I look to some of the wisdom of my mentors every time that I get caught up in something. And so I've got this mentor, Kevin Hogan. And so he said, Scott, think about this. If somebody had a golden goose, you know, and it was the magic way to get everything done and everything was instant, would they be selling it or would they be hoarding it? He's like, no, the, the thing is they would be hoarding it for the most part. You know, there's a lot of people out there hawking goods saying it's the instant fix when it's not. It's the instant fix for them because they get paid. And I'm not knocking that one bit. What I am knocking is that there's no truth. They're selling hope. They're not selling a game plan. It's just, you know, you wish. I wish I would put in the work. I wish I would put in the effort, you know, and, and nothing gets done with it. There, there was a guy who created products and he found out that he shipped something like a thousand VHS tapes. So this is back in the day. And it wasn't a cheap product. Let's say it was a thousand bucks. There was a thousand of those products that got shipped out. And he had one return request because the guy said that the blanks, the tapes were blank. And so they went to the manufacturer and the manufacturer was like, oops, we gave you blank tapes. So a thousand sets of a product were sold and there was nothing on it. There was no content on there. And so like there's people who buy stuff just to buy it and then they don't ever do anything with it. Now, if you if the amount of homes that I've been into and the amount of times that I've been in people's, you know, libraries and seen what they have, there's a ton of times where there's content like CDs and old school, school tapes or whatnot that people have that they've never broken into. And like I got friends that rehab houses. And they say that one of the most common books, the most common books that they find are from people who are just trying to jack their ability to be confident and have business skills. Like there's tons of motivational books that people throw away. So it's not, it's not that you just buy the book, you buy the content. You actually have to put in the work. You have to put in the work. It's not like I can just learn this stuff forever and then do nothing with it. Like you have to apply applied knowledge is wisdom. I was on a chat the other day. I was on a video uh, and I was on the background working it. And so I, I, I said that, you know, when you take a look at it, it's, it's the action that you take that gives you the knowledge. And a guy came back and said, hey, applied knowledge is wisdom. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. I'm going to use that on a podcast. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share that with people. So it, you have to apply what you do. There's no, there's no easy, automatic way to get anything done. I mean, with technology, even, even now you have to program things to make it work. And at some point, this may not be true. But for a mechanical device, for something that AI can do, but at the end of the day, if you're going to be in sales, there's no shortcuts. It's hard work. And you got this. Keep going. Stay away from negative people. Read positive books. Put to action what you learn from coaching and training. And, and go out there and kick some butt. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, 
but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.